Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Rosh Hashanah sermon by Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. Hayom Harat Olam. Today the world was created. Created in the past tense? Is it an act that is complete or is it ongoing? The word harat is one that implies creation, but is not itself a word meaning something formed anew. It literally means pregnant. Today, the world is pregnant, ready for what is to come, conceived but not yet born, created but not yet fully realized, shared, or explored. Are we the creator, the curator, or the critic? Each of us is a creator. We create sculptures, houses, symphonies, novels, poems, sermons, human beings. It starts with an idea, a feeling, an experience, a question, an answer. I wonder... I need to share. I want to feel. A blank canvas, a new page of sheet music, a lump of clay, a record button waiting to be pressed. And yet, to be asked to create can be daunting. A blank page scares me, but editing away words or erasing colors is even harder to accept. Why create something new when we have a sense of it's already being done somewhere else? I'm the type of creator that needs inspiration, a sort of muse rushing through me to put pen to paper. I need momentum and urgency to make art. The pandemic unleashed a type of creator in me that was fulfilling and inspiring, and then rendered obsolete by the fading catastrophe. The necessity for new ways of connection that had stirred my mind and hands and heart was disoriented when things went back to, quote, normal. Maybe you can relate to this. Generally, I connect with learning and teaching because I have a question about a text or the world or a feeling. That question is an entryway, a door to a a process of exploration and then to creation. This year, I was asked to join a fellowship for clergy interested in the creative process as part of their rabbinate and spiritual expression. The fellowship is facilitated by Rabbi Adina Allen and is through the Jewish Studio Project. We study text, we do spiritual direction work, and we create. I am not a visual artist. And honestly, making art with my hands makes me extremely nervous. However, learning a text or processing through a spiritual practice and then simply letting your hands direct the art has been remarkable. Rabbi Allen will often ask, have you made art about it yet? If someone's struggling with themselves or the rabbinate, what she means is, have you allowed yourself to let go, to creatively express and then see what comes from the beginning? Every year, from the analog era to the digital era, when we have been powerful and we have been powerless, 
From the time of our forefathers to our own generation, Hayom Harat Olam. Every year on Rosh Hashanah, today, the world is created. If you read the news, you could be forgiven for wondering whether human curiosity is being stilted. We are in an age of technology, an age of artificial intelligence, of machines coming online to do the things we only ever thought humans would be able to do. Art, words, music, math, engineering, code. As answers to questions become closer and quicker, we spend less time searching and solving. Might we be more creative, expressive, and curious about the world if we have to wade through it to get somewhere? Are we, as human beings, losing our interest in curiosity and our belief in creativity because of this 21st century epidemic of the answers are just a Google search away. It turns out this is a very Jewish question. In the book Make to Know by Lauren Buckman, he begins by exploring uncertainty as a creative space for invention. Is that even possible, I wonder, in 2023? Of course, there are things I do not know, but how easy is it to find answers by internet search or watching a YouTube video? What is uncertainty anymore? Breshit bara Elohim et hashemaim ve'et ha'aretz. Creation created God, the heavens and the earth. Ve'ha'aretz haitav tohu vavohu ve'choshech al pnei tohom ve'ruach Elohim merachefet al pnei ha'maim. And the earth was a place of chaos, and darkness was atop the abyss. And the Spirit of God whooshed on the face of the water. Vayomer Elohim Yehior, Vayehi Or. And God said, Behold light, and there was light. Creation created God. Everything that flows from the first word Breshit is what makes God. Nature, humans, ritual, disappointment, love, destruction, perseverance, all of that makes God. But God also made all of that through discovering what it means to create a world. Breshit bara Elohim, creation, artistic expression, curious exploration, created God. And therefore, created me, created you. Joan Didion, among the 20th century's most prolific authors, wrote, I don't know what I think until I write it down. This is a sentiment shared by creators of every stripe. Lauren quotes a conversation he had with the artist Anne Hamilton and says, she captures her work by cultivating first a space of not knowing and a process of invention that emerges through the making itself. She discovers because she creates. We've all heard of the protege effect. One of the best ways to learn something is through teaching it. Being responsible for understanding a concept to the point of comfort to share with another is an effective way of mastering the subject itself. Through creation, God discovers the world, learns the world, our Torah, and produces participatory experiences for Judaism. And the broad possibilities of the meaning of the word, word Shavat, God finished and ceased working, allows us to wonder at our role in the ongoing evolution of the world. 
God as creator, we as curator. If we look at the tropes, melodies assigned to Torah texts that give us musical clues as to a syntax and the meaning of the text, the first word, breishit, is a trope that often is the second part of a phrase, the tipcha, sounding to us at the beginning of the Torah like this is not the beginning, but rather the continuation from something beforehand. In the Rashi-Ramban debate about creation, Ramban wonders if creation is yesh mi'ayin or yesh mi'esh. How do our creative processes start? From something or from nothing? Or since that first moment of creation, it's all from something, we just have to figure out what that starting place is to begin. Rashi's first comment on the Torah wonders, why not start the Torah with recognition of the people and what we must do? Rashi continues with this response. Because of the thought expressed in Psalms, God declared to God's people the strength of the works, giving them an account of the work of creation in order that God might give them the heritage of the nations. God wants our buy-in in creation. God needed to create us to understand what the heritage would be. We are the curators of God's creation and all creation. Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Kutz said, why were we humans created? To perfect their soul? No, to lift up the heavens. And as is mentioned in the Midrash on Devarim, it says clearly that God needs us because when we keep our part of the covenant, we not only affirm God's existence, we allow God's existence. Creation in this case, humans interacting in the world create God. We are God's materials, tools in creating. Hayom harat olam. Today the world is created. Today all of creation stands in judgment. Hayom ya'amid ba'mishvat kol yitzurei olamim. Creation is in our hands to curate, to mold, to care for. The world is conceived and then made our responsibility. The word curation and the word curious came from the same etymological root in Latin, cura. Cura has a general meaning of care. So if we are curating creation, we must be curious of how we can care for creation, improve creation, and further creation. We have not lost curiosity in 2023. We have gained new tools to provoke the ways we care for the creation around us. We are the ones in need of facilitating a world where creation continues and flourishes. That doesn't mean that one cannot still create, nor that we should cease from the curiosity that brings us creation, but we are responsible for being the curators as well. Tikkun olam, we need our world to be sustainable, to give housing to the unhoused, to feed the hungry with our abundance of resources, to prioritize environmental stewardship so we continue to have a safe earth to live on. Creatives rely on curators to understand their work and know how to categorize it, to include it in collections and to care for it. The value of art is driven by how it is curated. In a museum, the creations of some are curated by others for the purpose of minimally narrowing our exposure to a practical degree and allowing surrounding works to affect each work on which we focus. 
We maintain the art as it is to illuminate the possibilities of enjoyment and understanding. We facilitate exhibits that allow the arts to enhance an experience and deepen appreciation for what was curated. The lights, the floors, the descriptions, what piece goes where? We, the reason for God's existence, the curator of God's world, must do a better job of caring for other creations. Without our curation, Oceans will rise, people will remain unhoused, others will remain hungry, animals will become extinct, and humans will continue to exhibit baseless hatred. Creation will crumble around us rather than grow. As curators, we must continue to exhibit curiosity on how to change and improve the care of this world. As a kid, when we wanted to know where something was, my dad took out a huge atlas and put it on the table so we could see in context where the place was. That led to even more questions. How many people live there? What language do they speak? In elementary school, kids are taught long division. By a show of hands, when was the last time any of you used long division? Oh, wow, there's like many more of you than I expected. (laughs) Still not all of you. But it's the experience of learning how to do it, of understanding how to find an answer that's more important than getting to it correctly the first time. Technology, when used as a shortcut to creativity, robs us of something critical to navigating this world. Sampling, experimenting, trial and error and the discovery that comes from stumbling in the dark. Thinkers across disciplines are grappling with this challenge as we speak. Julia Angwin, a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist who has reported for years on the impact of data and technology on society, a few weeks ago wrote a piece in the New York Times exploring blinders that social media algorithms put up in human minds. The algorithms on which these platforms are built are designed to track time spent on a certain page and then show you more of that same content. Because in a world where we spend hours each day on the internet, the algorithm isn't just a tool. It curates our entire world. Anguin writes, there is the possibility of being trapped in filter bubbles where we see only content that affirms our existing beliefs. But she proposes a solution. It doesn't need to be this way, she says. In my ideal world, I would like to be able to choose my feed from a list of providers. I would love to have a feed put together by librarians who are already experts at curating information. Just because, she says, people don't know they want it doesn't mean that algorithmic choice is not important. I didn't want an iPhone, she says, until I saw one. Are we tapping into a world of hyper-focus and depleting our curiosity of a world that has different ideas and thoughts and paths for us to know? Are the hyperlinks exposing us to more of the same as opposed to glancing into that full atlas and noticing a country next to the one you were looking up that now has you interested in the entire continent. We are creating as we've always created, 
since the first day of the world, and now we have new materials to produce. And new materials and technologies and understandings of the importance of curating, not just creating of supplementing creation, of guiding and melding or building upon God's work with the human spark. A philosopher once questioned Rabban Gamliel and said to him, your God is only a great artist because God found great materials that helped him. Tohu vavohu, darkness, spirit, water, and the depths. God was curious and first created light and darkness to be able to see what was going on. And then people to understand human experience, and then destruction to feel pain and suffering, and then love to feel compassion, and then relationship, and then laws to understand boundaries, and then freedom to recognize how everyone could have a piece of this curation. The Lakute Moharan writes, know this. That disagreement, machloket, is analogous to the creation of the world, which consisted of creating an empty space. God contracted the light to the sides as an empty space was left in which the world could be created. All done through the art of speech. Baruch she'amar vehaya ha'olam. God spoke the world into being. So too is the case with disagreement, machloket. For if all the scholars were united, there would be no creation of the world. It is only when there is disagreement between them, and they divide and each draws to one side, that a space is created between them by which the world itself can be created by the act of speech. Machloket is the crux of our Talmud, our main text of Jewish discussion and the foundation from where we get rabbinic law. The greatest Torah scholars are curators, challenging the text to allow for new creation into contemporary experience. Hayom harat olam, hayom ya'amid bamishpat kol yitzurei olamim. Whether as children or as servants, if as children have compassion on us as a parent has compassion on their children... If as servants, our eyes are fixed on you, God, until God favors us. Im kevanim, im ka'avadim. Im kevanim rachamenu kerachem av albanim. Ve'im ka'avadim eneinu lechat luyot ad shetechonenu. Today the world is conceived, gifted again to us as the curators of our experience, and then we become the critics. And whatever our role is to this creation, we experience it and therefore can choose to share, comment, suggest, and decide to change. All creation has critics. God was God's own first critic until creating humans who pointed out beauty and flaws and gave constructive feedback on what to do differently. There are film critics, editors, producers in a writing room, music critics, You are all Yelp review critics. Art is created and then unleashed, whether publicly or just to an intimate group of friends or family. Most art is shared because the creator learns from the process of hearing response. According to Carolyn Gregor, writer and creative consultant for WeWork, the four stages of the creative process are preparation, incubation, illumination, and verification. In our tradition, that verification comes in the form of questions, machloket, and forming boundaries for practice, and tshuva, 
Tshuva, like critique, does not have to imply negativity. Rather, a thoughtful lens of understanding and sometimes suggestion, and other times, assistance and endorsement towards growth. We are reminded of Hayom Harat Olam to prompt our constant reevaluation, self-criticism, self-assessment, tshuva, returning to a place, to a person, to an understanding that feels right, to engage in face-to-face conversation, which our rabbis demand of us is the only way to do tshuva correctly. No Facebook posts, no Instagram stories asking for forgiveness. Face-to-face, person-to-person, soul-to-soul conversation, critique, and then creation. Tshuva is all three of these steps in a cycle. Critique, creation, and curation. Rabbi Joseph Soloveitchik in Lonely Man of Faith writes, there is no doubt that the term image of God in the first account refers to humans' inner charismatic endowment as a creative being. People's likeness to God expresses itself in our striving and ability to become creators, to use our intelligence, the human mind, to confront the outside world and inquiring into its complex workings. We were made to be creative beings, and we were made to curate our world, a world of experience, even in 2023. And technology has not changed that responsibility. Hayom harat olam. Today the world is created, and today the world is creating. On Chag and Shabbat, we are supposed to cease from creation, but uplift our curation, and at times, meaningful, loving, growing critique. Putting any kind of creation out into the world is a step of vulnerability. A song, a poem, a house, a garden, an idea, a baby. We create and then we release. In 2023, we are surrounded by a world of abundant release and overwhelming production. However, that should not stifle our curiosity. That should make us wonder, what can I contribute as a creator? What of this creation that I am witnessing can I curate to support and help flourish? What can I critique with a thought towards improvement or an engagement in discourse over differences? Putting creation into the world does not take away the process or value of the piece. It just allows it to be appreciated and seen. Not everyone will appreciate your creation. Not everyone will see the same value in something you made with intention. Not everyone will be inspired to create based off of your hard work. However, creation is happening all around us through curious thought meaningful intention, and time to sink into exploring by creating. Hayom harat olam. Today, the world is curated. What worlds are you creating today? Have you made art about it yet? You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.